Hi everyone, it's Helen Joy Butler here and welcome to this episode of Musings on Sanctuary and Spirituality. Today we have a beautiful sanctuary chat with Maria Davis. Maria is a medical intuitive and spiritual mentor to entrepreneurs who wants you to go big, to tap into natural law and create a business that supports your world and the world at large. I'm so, so excited to dive in and have this conversation. Welcome to the podcast, Maria. Oh, thank you, Helen. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. (laughs) It is fun. And I think it's lovely too for two Australians to come together and have a, a mutual conversation. So let's dive in a little bit firstly with you and what brought you to doing this beautiful work that you do in the world. Thanks, Helen. Well, I was a crybaby. I cried at everything. I was sensitive. Look at Maria. She's going to cry. She's going to cry. Any sort of emotion, I would osmose into it. And I didn't know what that was. I thought there was something wrong with me. So, um, you know, I thought there was a little quirky. My, the rest of my family didn't do it. So why did I do it? And they all watched as I unfolded. But what I what I found over time is that it was a gift. This sensitivity, which had been sort of a critique, a criticism, uh, like an insecurity, became a strength and a courage. So that sensitivity lent itself to what I do now. Because if I wasn't sensitive, I couldn't do medical intuition. And I certainly couldn't be a spiritual mentor to um, women and, and men, for that matter, who were doing great things in the world, because in order to traverse that barrier, that physical barrier that we have, we need to just osmose into the field and see what's there. I know it's like, what? <laughs> but it gets interesting. It gets interesting. So that sensitivity has had um, a great effect on my life and impact and influence across the world as well. Amazing. I know that I can certainly relate to that sensitivity. And there was certainly a lot of healing that went on in me many years ago when I started this kind of spiritual psychic awakening process around the healing of that sensitivity. And that's when I really shifted my mindset to this concept of I was highly aware, not highly sensitive, because it was that sensitivity that made me feel less than, made me feel you know, not like the rest of my family, a bit like you described you uh, as well. So thank you for sharing that because I think the more that we can open up and say, hey, we are sensitive and these are these beautiful skills and abilities we bring to the world, the more that we can give other people permission to do the same as well. So let me dive in with a little bit of something that we introduced you with which was this concept around natural law sorry that kind of didn't roll off my tongue very well then so can you share with us Maria a little bit about what is natural law and perhaps how does that show up in our world or how can we interact with it to improve our own lives or move forward with our own goals Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Well, I love synchronicities and I love 
um, seeing magic in the world. And I love, like, what I put out in the world comes back to me and I want the best for everyone and I want everyone to see that in their own world. So it excites me that we have, we have this play, this intersectionality between physical matter, emotional, mental, spiritual, and we have sort of there's neurobiology in there and there's mysticism. So what can I see? What can I put out in the world? And for me, it's a law of correspondences. So what, um, so if I want, uh, if I'm manifesting and I want something to happen, I know I'll get what I need. So that that's um, that's a process that I really admire because I'm like, but I want this, but I need that, and my soul will actually deliver what I need. So that's that's been a journey to come to that, and I always get what I put out in the world in the form. So it's about recognizing those elements and sort of knowing the principles. So years ago, I taught the seven principles, the seven natural laws, which are correspondence. I've got them written down because I'm like, uh, correspondences, um, which is what you what you put out in the world, what you get, what colour do you see today? Um, the feathers, are the angels around? Uh, the crystals, what do I notice in my crystal room today? Because that'll be something that's telling me what I'm feeling. That's what I teach. So gender, masculine and feminine energies, how do we respond to both the masculine and feminine? How do we balance that within mentalism my thoughts create my reality that's sort of the start of it it's I know that became really big as your thoughts create your reality but it's only really the start so being aware of your thoughts uh vibration that was really interesting just to tap into what am I vibrating at what am I and it isn't it could be a linear process but it's also an energetic process polarity what what's the duality you know, polarizing is a good thing sometimes because we see what we really want and what we, we know what we don't want, but we don't know what we want a lot of the times, right? It's like, huh, I don't really like that. So it sort of shows you what you what you can want, what you do want, what you desire. So that's really interesting. Rhythm, um, the like the emotional rhythm. So you want to be on a continuum like that rather than, you know, that gets exhausting and cause and effect. What am I causing? What am I affecting in the world? And really knowing that that to me is energy mastery. That to me is leadership. Knowing the energy you put out in the world is really important as a leader. Oh, definitely. And even if you're leading you, yeah. or your household or something more broadly in your community or business. Like I think we are all uh, at this stage or I say stage or phase of owning our own leadership uh, and how I'm, do we move forward with that? Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because a leader, you're your own leader. You, you carve the path. You carve your path ahead of you and you, you're a leader of yourself, your family, your um, community, all of that entrepreneurial leadership, yeah, on a, on a vast stage. But that's an, that, they're all continuums of the same thing. But if you're grounded, if you're honouring your soul's calling, if you are uh, really in your heart space, 
I'm trying to think of all these adjectives, but you know what I mean. It's sort of just being present to you and your needs. And then I think joy, I love joy. Joy actually infiltrates, actually, and infiltrates is probably the wrong word, but it's sort of a beautiful synergy in the world. And it's if you feel joy, that's your soul speaking. Oh my gosh. And the synchronicities. I know you've already said that or shared that word, Maria, but I have this little post-it note in front of me and this landed quite some time ago. There were all these kind of, let's call them higher order thinking processes or strategies or concepts that landed for me around sanctuary. And one of them was sanctuary is your soul vibration made manifest. So when you're sharing what you're sharing, that's what I'm hearing because I know when people hear things like, well, you know, we need to operate from our heart space or we need to show up in what's true for us or we need to, you know, listen to our own inner wisdom. When they hear these things, that in itself can be really overwhelming because so many of us, and I'm putting myself in the boat, have been disconnected from what's going on in our lives that to, I want to say claw that back (laughs) to kind of go, okay, I'm not going to focus on the external. I'm going to actually turn myself inwards and focus on me for a change. And there's nothing selfish about that. And by doing that, we can then connect in what that soul vibration is. What do you think? I I love that. I really love that, Helen, because it's giving yourself permission to show up fully in all your, with all your insides out, you know, like you can see me naked, not proverbially, like, okay, but it's like, you can see me, uh, this is me. This is how I operate. Uh, This is how I work. I share my workings with uh, my community. And it's, it's about, if I'm leading my family, I want to be honest with them. I, this is how I'm feeling. Um, it, it, and, and if I can be, and it's about being honest with myself too. And if I can be honest with myself about what I desire, what I know to be true, then you're giving permit, uh, other people permission to do the same, the ones in your, in your space. It's like, huh that feels good. I'm going to do that. You know, it's, um, and also I want to touch on the point that it is these concepts, self-care was a big concept for me. I'm like, what, what is self-care? What is it? Well, I don't understand. It was sort of such a, a big concept out there. And I'm like, it, 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 sometimes the noise gets too much out there of what it should be. But then when I decided, when I decided, make that conscious decision to say, what is self-care to me? What is success to me? What is nourishment to me? And that's when it started to unfold that it's okay to have a differing uh, view of what all of these higher concepts are, but just bring it back to you. Simple, doable, practical. That's me. I can't do anything like really <laughs> it's too complex. So what did you notice happen in your own life when you did that? 
Maria, when you came back to yourself, you said, what is it that self-care is for me? What is success for me? All of that beautiful stuff you've just shared. What happened or what did you notice happened externally and perhaps internally? But I think sometimes what I'm trying to get to here is that by making those internal shifts, the external changes anyway, right? Yeah. So what were some of the things you noticed? Yeah, absolutely. So the world slowed down. The world wasn't against me. I could I could really um, integrate my learnings with the with the world out there. But when I slowed down, I call it slowing down to speed up. All of these opportunities came. <laughs> you know, it's like what I'd been scrambling for and been on a ooh, you know being really on a tightrope um, came back to the pause. And honouring what self-care means for me. So one of the things that I do is uh, wash away the energy of the day at the, end of the, at the end of the day. That provides my body with a good sleep, a sanctuary for me to rest. And then the, uh, the thing, first thing I do in the morning is sit up and meditate and that provides me with space and clarity for the day ahead. Then I make a conscious decision on what I'm going to prioritise for the day. And that could be a walk, a sitting outside, having my coffee, um, prioritising my work, what, which, what do I need to do, having a look at my diary and all of the, all of the active things. But that action conscious action creating awareness of what you can call into your world by being still and creating that space it's almost like I want to take a deep breath it's almost like an inhalation of what's possible it's like I'm here and I'm present that's so beautiful I think that we we might say my priority is to go for a walk or my priority is just to sit here and enjoy this coffee or have this conversation. But we don't put that priority at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Or we have been taught maybe in our society, I don't know, maybe it's just years and years and years and years of behaviour and routine, that those things are a little bit of a luxury and you've got to do the hard stuff first. It's like you got to do the hard stuff to get the reward at the end, whereas what you're suggesting, and it's certainly what I talk about a lot too, is let's give ourselves that reward and that thing that's going to lift up our heart, that stuff that's going to bring us back to ourselves and our truth. And that's, as you've already shared, is when all that other stuff you know, falls away or the world gets quiet and then things start to move and shift. So let's talk about our body in all of this and the importance of our body to help you know bring about what it is whether it's peace or balance or relationships or that thriving business that we want so how can we do that and perhaps the first question before that is why should we do that yeah there's uh, one when you were uh, when you were speaking I was thinking of my new hashtag which seems like a paradox uh soft is the new strong 
And I really want to talk to that because um, to be soft, to have compassion for yourself, your needs, your desires, really gives you strength and creates space and releases the judgment of how you should do it, how you could do it, how you would do it. It just gives you a scope to really go into that imaginative realm to say what is possible, what is potential because one of the true one of the things that I believe is if I can't dream it I can't see it it's not in my realm of reality there is no way that I can create it so it's that ability to say what am I what's my capacity what can I really see and if I get excited, if I get giddy, if I'm like, hallelujah, I've arrived, that I know that's not my ego so much. It is a little ego because, you know, we all have fun with that, but it's my soul propelling me forward. And if my soul is the driver, it's just an amazing feeling. I, all, the, it, all the illusion dissolves. And it's sort of like you plug into soul energy. It's like a plug-in. Ha, there's my currency. Ha, this is what I meant to do. Ha, I'm, this is so exciting. And then just recently I created this new program and it came together so quickly because it was my soul, uh, you know, it was my soul writing it down and it just got so exciting. And it's the best, um, best program I've had to date. So listen to your soul and learn to speak. One of the things I really love to share is learn to speak to your soul. Your soul speaks to you in a unique ways and it could be vibration, could be words, could be anything, but to have that quiet moment to say, hey, what do I need? Beautiful. I wake up literally every morning with a song in my head and every morning it's different and every morning I go, thank you, soul. Thanks for that little <laughs> guidance and wisdom and when you were talking about plugging into your soul Maria I I pictured an electric car plugging to get charged up yeah I I talk about currency and currency being um, a model of energy and when you can plug it into your currency and I am talking about money as well so having that money, having that energy, having it synergize and materialize in a way that's not push, push, it's more pull. It's more pulling you along. And I've been in the push. I've, you know, that adrenal fatigue is something that a lot of entrepreneurs work with. And it's like that rotation, you know, it's like get off, get off, get off, get off, get off. It's your body saying slow down, slow down, slow down. And it's sort of go. Oh, I, oh, if I breathe, does my adrenal fatigue dial down? Over time, I would say yes. Um, yeah, and everyone has their unique journey, but to recognise that you have the ability to um, plug into the currency, I'll talk about myself, that I recognise I have the ability to plug in to currency and plug into my soul's currency, my own energy, 
and plug it into the ground and up above and really honour what what we're here walking this earth to do, mm, that's energising. Yeah, that's beautiful. So what would be some in your work and, and the clients and the beautiful people that you're working with, what would be some of the common themes of perhaps external factors or outside influences that are really preventing that holding us back from doing all of that yes the stories the stories who do you who do I think I am to think that I could do this that I could charge that that I can is it real especially when we're working with mysticism and energy and um those um those liminal healing healing is it real (laughs) you know um I, and I, I say, let's get grounded. Let's test and measure, test and measure, test and give it a go. Give it a go. Give it a go. Don't be afraid. And I find that fear, procrastination, doubt will stop you from giving it a go. But your soul family is out there waiting for you. Um, I have this thing that was channeled years ago that my soul family was waiting for me and I was working in another field so they couldn't find me so I was working according to different rules and regulations and different narratives and shoulds and when I stopped all that that should narrative that should uh, construction that someone else had provided for me that didn't feel quite aligned when I went to an aligned place and I stood in my field my audience my soul family found me and so Follow your own narrative. Learn to hear your own internal whispers. That whisper is really important. Don't, who, like, if not you, who? I love that. Your soul family needs you. And I know that, I know sometimes that may seem egoic, but that's my experience. Because when we find the right person at the right time, miracles happen. And everyone is searching for that one thing. And it could be a connection with you. Mm, that's so beautiful. So I did a Instagram Live only a couple of days ago. And it was on this concept of secret versus sacred and I think that this is a really part this isn't on my questions to talk to you but it's coming to me we need to talk about this with Maria Mm -hmm. so a little bit of a background on what I shared there was I used to think that those gifts those abilities that sensitivity that awareness all of that beautiful mystic shamanic stuff in me was secret And when I think of secret, I think of, you know, a box and it's hidden away and no one can know about it. But by shifting my thinking to this is sacred made it much more of a, well, firstly, it helped me own what was going on, right, just from a practical perspective. But it it gifted me permission to say, those abilities and all of that beautiful stuff inside you is there for a reason and it is sacred and because of that only 
certain people or only certain spaces or only certain soul groups or only certain energies should really be privy to the fullness of that sacredness. And that doesn't mean I have to hide who I am and keep it secret from everybody. What it means is that by owning the sacred in me, I can then show up for different people in different spaces, for different groups of people in a way that's right for them. What are your thoughts on all of that? Oh, my God, you're talking my language. Um, I, I, you know, that's, it's, it's, a, it's, oh, I'm, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Uh, secret is something that's hidden and it's under the surface and it can become dark. And I think that's where some of the mystical teachings have sort of directed or guided. But I just appreciate that you share in the sacred audience you share for your sacred audience um uh, and i i really appreciate that distinction between secret and sacred because that is a powerful distinction to say share and appreciate and honor what you're sharing it's not for me mm, it adds value to the human existence. It adds value to the support structure to share the experiences and give others by you sharing and you being the example, maybe it gives someone else the ability to say, oh, I experienced that too. Maybe I'm not. One of the things is, Maybe I'm not so different. Maybe there are other people the same as me. I um one of the I just wrote a piece on this, and it's for my one of my intimate um, circles because I want to demystify um, the myth around all this secrecy and shroudingness, shroudedness around um, mysticism and magic and spirituality, and. I demystified what initiation was. And initiation uh, is a path forward for you. People don't initiate you. You initiate you. And I could do an initiation ceremony, but it's only when you stand on your value system, on your initiation, on what you believe is part of you, that we honour the sacred ceremony, the sacred values that we've inherited and we come through with wisdom. And I have to say with spiritual maturity too, because we can play with these energies without being sacred to them. But I really want to say when you are sacred with them, they are a beautiful healer, that ripple effect in the world. Um, so if you are curious about terms, continue that curiosity because there's something there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I just love that. And it's like you, 
what was learning for me when you were sharing that was this concept of rites of passage. And I think in our Western society, we do a really crap job of rites of passage and initiation can often be either separate or a part of that concept, right? And I know just in my own life, I don't, I can't recall any type of rites of passage or any of that that gifted Helen permission to initiate and do anything that Helen's soul was okay with. Extendability, you know, you you tick off all those boxes, whether it's the get married or the 18th birthday or the 21st birthday, or, you know, all of that kind of stuff. It's it's part of our life, but just because that is part of our life doesn't mean it's the right thing for us or is what we're needing in that moment. And I think that's a really important part of this whole sanctuary concept for me is like, what can I own for me right now, which is right and true and correct and sacred? And what I would own today, having this conversation with you, is certainly different to what it was last month, last year, 10 years ago. So thank you for gifting us permission to look at those words, those, you know, bigger picture things and how they actually sit with us or fit with us on a really personal, individual, soulful level. Um, and we're not even going to talk about being selfish because this is not selfish. This is true self-care. Yeah. And I think curiosity, I was just leaning into how how loaded some of these uh, terms are um, through societal narrative, through history, through mythology that we follow, um, through um, through the different constructs in our society as well. So what that curiosity is a gem. Start scratching the surface. What does it mean for you? And that's your unique way of being present to your values, your soul calling, your support system. Call it in. What, have that self-inquiry, have that reflection, have that support system that creates space and you can plug in. Rather than be on this narrative, that's, that's, how you, that's how we do it. And someone else has to throw things at you and you have to walk on fire and you have to do this and you're, in, oh, you're initiated. I bestow on you initiation. It just make, makes me want to laugh. And I, I'm sorry if I offend anyone, but it's like, huh. You can only initiate yourself. And what you just shared sounded so exhausting to me. You know, like if I get on that treadmill and I'm run, run, running and I'm doing all the things that someone else says this is the right thing to do for you. Um, and, and I've always said in my work, I'm not actually telling you what to do. I'm just sharing stuff with you and what, what lands, lands and what you know is right for you is what you really should be focusing on and where you should be putting your attention. Let's move a little bit to the left, Marie, and talk about this concept of women healing the world. So if you could share a couple of things, two or three things around how we could step into that space 
what would you suggest we do? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, this is one of my favourite subjects. First, you. You are number one. You heal yourself. You heal the stories that don't allow you to show up, that say, who do you think you are? I'm not enough. Um, they're, they're the two primary ones um, that, that say, ah, who, who are you? You know, they're familial, they're ancestral, they're societal, they're women, women in general, you know, like the gender of um, fem feminine gender. Uh, so, um, and the good girl narrative, there's a mother, there's a mother wound there as well. So there's, there's so many things that are underlying that premise. So heal you, because when you heal you, you become the ripple effect. You become the narrative that people look onto, whether it be um, you're, the, you're the family, you're the matriarch of your family, and then your family steps up. You're healing seven generations forward, seven generations back when you heal you. So what do you need to heal? And the human, the human form has lots of trauma cellular trauma I have to say um, and that's my experience personal as well as uh, professional so there's lots of trauma that's un, mm, undistinguished mm, is present I'm going to say ill-dignified but I don't know if that's the word um, but it's there it's really there and um, there's there's a narrative there that's that's under the current so clear that the three main traumas we deal with are betrayal, abandonment, and shame. So healing those will open up the world to you being the example that you want to see in the world. So it's all about you, self first. Then from self, you're, you're actually demonstrating what's possible for other women. And when you demonstrate what's possible for other women, you plug in to the economic currency and then you begin to create wealth. And wealth consciousness starts with you, healing you, healing other women. They then heal other women and then they heal other women. And we become to be a really important economic currency that we can then support other women to heal other women. So it's... It's, it's sort of simple, but it's not. It's complex because it starts with you. And that, I think that's the simple thing is you first. What do you need? Who do you need to support you? And know that I've tried to do it alone and I can't. And I know that other women can't. Women need other women to heal. Yeah, beautiful. So I can 100,000 million percent relate to that concept of the challenge of starting with yourself. Yeah. Because it's, I used to, I used to say this years ago, it's like wearing two tighter undies. Eventually it becomes uncomfortable and you have to go there, right? Because you, you're seeing all of these things externally happen that you're not really gelling with and you're feeling probably physically but definitely emotionally and spiritually in your body your true home all of this stuff is starting to feel uncomfortable and I know for me the the big clash one of them because I've had a few um, was illness um, you know and I had a little toddler and I got really sick and then you know 
psychic awakenings happening and it's all just kind of happening all in one kit and caboodle which is not recommended I, I don't think but what it forced me to do was to focus on myself where did I need to heal because I'm not sure whether what your thoughts are around this Maria but you the the trauma and the grief from my spirit came through into my emotions and then was obviously represented in my physical body and so I then nearly had to work on all of those levels to try and heal that trauma that grief that betrayal um, all those things that we've all faced in varying degrees or another or as you've already said ancestrally have faced and are yeah. carrying and holding as well and we and we remember we remember on a cellular level but we can't always articulate what that memory is unless we go into um, timeline regression or past life regression there's there's processes to take you through that and every time you do that you'll discover another level of um of appreciation and sometimes we don't need to know the content we just need to know that it's there and we're not going you know it's like it's not outside of us to change us it's actually inside I'm so glad you said that because I think that the days of lying on the couch and talking it through for a thousand sessions with a friend or a counsellor even though that can be really helpful and supportive we don't often need to know the full everything. Sometimes it's like, here's the pain. This is what I'm feeling. And let's just get it gone. Um, that's why I really like the shamanic work because I can then tap into some of those energetic vibrations and just go, just go. Like, you know, do, do them with the magic, if you like. Um, but it can be really hard to step into that space is probably what I'm saying. And as you've already said, having that support from other women, when some of us have been brought up in a way that that connection with other women wasn't there or wasn't encouraged. So how can we bring that? And as you've already mentioned, you said the word circles, like there's all these beautiful circles around those, whether they're online or in person, I'm, I'm, you know, in person is a bit trickier still with COVID and all of that. But trying to find that beautiful tribe of women um, who can support you where you need to be at the time. It's really important. Yeah, and, and I want to say that we're same, same, but different. This is one of the things. We're same, same, but different. But what, the, what I mean by that is that we, as humans, we experience the same emotions. The intensity might change, but the same emotions. We also experience the gamut of emotions and then the content changes as well. But when we see the soul of another person, when we experience that soul, um, that spirit, we witness, we're held, we're witness held and in that sacred space where there's no noise it's just you and we're holding a space and we're hearing we're listening and we're really supporting you whatever you say is okay and that is healing because we all want to be seen and we all need to be seen yeah because then we can step more fully into ourselves let's move a little bit on to sanctuary because i do believe that the work that you do really helps bring sanctuary into 
you know, whether it's individuals or their communities and other people that they, they're coming in contact with. So when you hear the word sanctuary, what does that evoke in you? Oh, joy. I'm in joy, 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 joy. <laughs> I enjoy in space and peace and balance. Um, sanctuary is releasing the illusion that I have to be anything other than I am. I am that I am. It's a sacred honouring of my journey as a human form this time and of my soul. It really, I think sanctuary is a reclaiming. It's a reclaiming of the whole of you, of me. It's coming home. Yeah, beautiful. And I've been sharing for a while now around this concept that our body is our real home and we need to welcome ourselves home mm. to ourselves. Yeah. And as we've already shared, it's that gifting permission to other people to do the same. And I know through our conversation a few times, this concept has landed for me around our children or mm. younger people in our lives and we might not be parents necessarily but we might have grandchildren or we might have nieces or nephews or beautiful neighbors who have young children how can we support them on that sanctuary journey welcoming themselves home as well I think we need that even more so in our world at the moment I agree I agree we are we are the ripple effect you matter I matter, we all matter, but it, the we starts with the I. The I becomes the we and then we become the us, you know, like that's the complete oneness. So when we, when we know that we're not alone and we're not different and we have, we're special, and I mean that, Everyone is special, have their own gifts, uniqueness, support structures, needs, desires. Speak to yourself as if you were your best friend. Have compassion for yourself. And when you show yourself compassion, you can share that compassion in the world. But when you're hurting, you can't do it as much as you can when you are full and have compassion. One of the things I see the word compassion as compass with an ION. You know, you have your own compass when you have compassion for yourself. And then that gives other people, um, they feel your compassion. And then that gives other people maybe an experience of compassion that they may not have experienced before. And they can then go on and share compassion with others as well. You just made something like a big ah, aha moment <laughs> for Helen um, because that love, compassion, joy, you know, the top three vibrations of our earth or our, our lives. And when I see those three together, now that you've exposed compass to me, it's like how can my inner compass bring love and joy 
um, and how can our you know collective or global or community compass do the same it's like oh my gosh aha moment Yay. Yay. thank you thank you hooray I know that so you good. said um, a, a, probably half an hour or so ago you were talking about your daily practices and I love people to share their spiritual practices on the podcast so we can you know encourage other people to do what feels right to them or maybe give to them something new that they haven't thought about before to you know start to include in their practice so you mentioned that you did you know your morning ritual with your meditation and then your evening ritual with the the cleansing of your vibration of you know what's gone on through the day so could you share a little bit more Marie about what that evening ritual looks like and then perhaps any other practices that you might do regularly that are supportive of your you know showing up and being who you are in the world yeah I'd love to um I, I quite often I say the serenity prayer God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And that's really, um, that's really been powerful words. And I said it without, I say it without thinking, but then I embody those words and they, they sleep with me. I don't have it's 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 recognizing having that discernment appreciating what i can do and appreciating what i can't do and appreciating and having that compassion for self that i've done my best and then clearing that energy and having a sense of gratitude of what i can do and that that gives me a good night's sleep <laughs> and i can recite that on you know and if i need to i i can recite Recite that or I can recite the forgiveness prayer as well if I need to have some clearing. So the forgiveness prayer is um, uh, forgive me, thank you. Helen, do you know it? So I haven't done it for I don't a while. do it, Maria. The opponent. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Thank you. And what I do with that, this is a really powerful one when I'm feeling a little unsteady because it's all about me and it's a powerful one. So I imagine a hologram in front of me of myself and I talk to her and I'm just closing my eyes because I'm imagining it. Is I love you. I'm sorry. I forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Thank you. And in that, I, I recite it until I've shared some of the weight of what I'm carrying. Because when I don't recognize that I'm a soul in a human form, then that's a little um, misaligned for me. And and when I know that I'm a soul doing my best and I can really hold that energy for myself, that's a healing in itself. I'm actually seeing, seeing myself. So I do that until I feel comfortable. And then I ask the hologram just to turn her back onto me and then we morph into one. So that's a really healing process. That's really beautiful. And I've done that on walks. Um, yeah that's that's good I love that one that's beautiful I think that the great thing about those kind of practices is that you can do them anywhere yeah. um, at any time that you need it 
during yeah. the day. And, and I love yeah. too that what you're doing in the evenings is really setting you up for that restful sleep and for yeah, any of that detritus or guff or gunk from the day just yeah. to, to be released really gently. So, Maria, if you were to leave the listener with one piece of advice on their sanctuary journey, what would that be? Listen to the whispers. And what do I mean by that? Um, The soul whispers to you from a really young age. um, I found that it's mainly in your 40s and 50s things get really loud and your body you might have a your body will uh, disturb you with an illness or a disease Um, by listening to the whispers early and having discernment and carrying that whisper to articulation to actually verbalizing what that soul is trying to say to you and really declaring committing connecting reclaiming what the soul wants for you that's energizing that's healing that's beautiful (laughs) oh maria we could i think talk about this for quite some time but we probably should wrap it up I know that you have a lot of other wisdom you share in other places. So where's the best place for the listener to find you? My website is at mariaheels.com. So www. Is that too many W's? <laughs> mariaheels.com. And Heels is not my surname. A lot of people ask if Heels is my surname. It's Davis, but Maria Heels um, as in healing. And Facebook, um, Maria Heels, Instagram, Maria Heels, and LinkedIn. I'm actually Maria Davis on LinkedIn. So, um, but I, yeah, so that's, um, yeah, you can find me there. And I'd love to connect with you. So please say hello and say where you're from. Beautiful. Maria is so very, very generous with all of her knowledge as well. So do please connect with her listener. And Maria, I'll put all of those links in the show notes so people can get straight to you. But listener, if you haven't already got the Sanctuary Starter Kit, I invite you to head over to the Helen Joy Butler website and grab that today. But until next time, take care and much love.